Good day, everyone, and happy Festivus. We have had real ups and downs as we wind up 2023. Maybe a few more downs than ups, and that's kind of the backdrop for our show today. The one show each year here on Detroit Today that is completely dedicated to the things that drive us nuts, the things that make us crazy. Today is Festivus, a fake holiday made famous by bumbling patriarch Frank Costanza on the 90s sitcom Seinfeld. After pummeling a fellow holiday shopper over a doll, he decided that there had to be another way. A Festivus for the rest of us! We've got a lot of problems with 2023, and we're going to talk about what those problems are. We're going to spend the hour airing our own grievances, and of course, hearing from you about yours. What's really grinding your gears this year? It could be about the news, it could be about politics, or it could be about smaller things in life. Drivers driving badly, Slack chats gone awry. Family members who make you rip your hair out. Think of the things that you lie in bed at night just grinding your teeth over because you have to put up with it. That is the spirit of Festivus. It is all fair game today here on Detroit Today. You can call us with your grievances at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also Get them to us on Twitter using the hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will all laugh or cry about all of these things together. We have some really great guests, as we always do here on Festivus, to help us through this airing of grievances. First up is Kim Trent. She is the Deputy Director for Prosperity for the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic opportunity. Kim, that's such a serious title. I feel like maybe you shouldn't even be here. It's so long. <laughs> you have legitimate grievances <laughs> I, in that job. Honestly, but what I will say, it's a great title because when you're you know, a director of prosperity, that sounds so cool, right? It sounds Except optimistic. Except then you're asked to deliver on bringing prosperity right. to what, Michigan, what does that even so look like that is, in state government? I, I, we're we striving could, every day. We could spend hours, I'm sure, <laughs> talking about your, your grievances there. Also with us is Nancy Kaffer. She is the editorial page editor of the Detroit Free Press and a columnist there. Nancy, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. I will note that um, Kim's most important title is former Free Press contributing columnist. <laughs> um, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Because everything has to evolve around the paper, right? <laughs> Hey, we all know. And third, we've got Ryan Patrick Hooper, who is the host of Culture Shift, which is heard Monday through Friday right here on 1019 WDET at noon. He's also a freelance journalist for The New York Times and NPR. Ryan, welcome to the show. It is such an honor. I have been here for so many festivuses <laughs> over the years. You is it festivai? And, uh, yeah, festivai. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Uh, Kim Trent, Nancy Caffrey, these are some big hitters. I feel like my grievances are going to feel very small compared to what these women have to say. So before we get to your lists, I have a grievance up front this year, which is rare. I mean, I usually 
I usually don't. But Ryan, you are joining us by Zoom, and that is because you are in Aruba. Now, I'm going to I'm going to paint a picture for you, Ryan, real quick. If you look out the window here, it is gray. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. damp. Mm-hmm. The sun didn't come up here until I don't know, 7:15, 7:30 today. Yeah. I imagine that the exact opposite is going on outside your window. Or maybe you're you're even doing something more obnoxious. Maybe you're joining this from the beach. You better not I, I, be on the beach. I bet, I bet people have brought him three drinks in coconuts already. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently uh, zooming from a jet ski uh, as I zip around <laughs> the blue Caribbean Sea. Uh, no, I, yeah, you know, I, I needed to I need to get out. I think that's something that uh, maybe that's the first grievance. I don't think people leave Detroit enough. If you want to appreciate Detroit, you better get out of it as Go much see as something possible. Else. He, he, was so, he was so aggrieved he had to depart for a while. <laughs> and I, I, right. Since I've landed in Aruba, since I've landed here, I've found no grievances. And I keep checking. I keep looking up uh, like local Arubian news. And um, the All biggest right. story, the biggest story coming out of Aruba these days is that they will give you a free tattoo if you travel here. As long as it really? is related to tourism of Aruba. And I am tempted. I don't know what that even means. What does it mean to be related to tourism of Welcome, maybe to, like welcome a, to Aruba. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe the country's logo, maybe a palm yeah. tree. I don't know. I'll, I'll report back when I get to the tattoo. It's shop. free. The, it's not the government who's providing these tattoos there, right? For free. The gover- I believe the government is working with select tattoo shops in this country. Now, see, Kim Trent, you are in charge of prosperity here in Michigan. Come, Why don't come, we have free tattoos? Come to Detroit, get a free, free tattoo. T- I mean... Think bigger, Stephen. I'm thinking free trips to Aruba for all Michiganders. Come on. Get that in the 2024 budget, please. Okay, again, we want to hear from you, our listeners, of course, about your grievances this hour. Also, uh, and you can do that. uh, 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. I'm going to say up front, Every year, somebody calls with a grievance about me, and I spend (laughs) weeks preparing for this show, trying to think about what it is that I did that somebody is going to call me out on. Of the uh, many options that exist. Not a perfect person, Kim. I'm just trying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to start this year with Nancy Kaffer, editorial page editor of the Detroit Free Press, of course, in that role, which I'm somewhat familiar with. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see lots of things that would rub you the wrong way. I, I, I've always felt like I was a very angry person when I was a <laughs> it, columnist and an editorial it, writer. It, uh, a, former, a former colleague and friend of ours once said to me, your anger is good for this paper. <laughs> so it's... Uh... <laughs> That's right. I, I have to say also, I'm a much happier, more zen person now that I don't work for a newspaper. Even though I'm still a journalist, I've kind of found... Happiness, maybe. Grievance number one. <laughs> um, no, um, you know, I, I certainly could. We could uh, 
we're going to talk about less uh, less serious grievances <laughs> yes. today. No, I, I love my job. I do. It's it's a it's an amazing job. I'm wow. I'm really getting this off on the wrong footing. Um, no, I, I <laughs> yeah. It's an honor and a privilege. You're here to, to be a little unclear on the concept. Um, okay, so <laughs> kicking off my list, I have a list. So uh, number one, my number one grievance, and this is actually just the order I wrote it down in. This isn't maybe my chief grievance. I'll I'll tell you what my chief grievance is after. I'll see how I feel irritated I get through this list. People who ruin food on TikTok. People who ruin food on TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah. Explain what that means. So, so there's this whole trend. I'm watching the other night a video of some lady who takes a frying pan and she pours olive oil into it and puts like a Dove ice cream bar into oh, it. And then oh, yes. On yes. It. Oh, my and then, oh. and then like uh, puts popcorn on it, in it. And it's like, look at this shortcut for making... I don't know, chocolate, salt, melted ice cream, popcorn, or whatever. <laughs> but there's this whole so right. there's, like there's cooking videos, which are which are can be fun. I mean, they can be interesting and helpful. And then there's this whole new school of videos yeah. where people ruin food as though they were making a real thing. And right. The goal is to oh. trick you into watching it. Like, how on earth is she going to pull this off? But right. And then those videos last for like a half hour I, before I, they I, you get yeah, to the end and right. realize like it's a, a big fat nothing burger. You know, now now I can identify them pretty easily. But they're so stupid. And I think this is why food prices are high. It's all these idiots. It's buying food to waste food. on TikTok because it is an industry. So people who I also was raised, um, you know, we were Presbyterian and we like the, you know, the, the sort of virtues of frugality and thrift. And I, I do, I believe uh, that wasting food is a sin. This is a it's a sin. Right? It's a sin to waste food. There are hungry people in this world. So all these people who are out there melting freaking ice cream bars to make gross, fake, weird popcorn. Was it, was like it literally melting an ice cream yeah, bar? Yeah, it was like a, a Dove ice cream bar yeah, yeah. melting in See, a See, now I want to go I want to go find this video no. and watch because I'm curious. Uh, uh, no. And then at the end they pull out something they're like, look, this is, and either it's something ridiculous and they're like, oh, look at how good this looks, but it's, it's a mess. Or they pull out some bowl of popcorn. It's like, there's no way I melted it. It's just, I hate it. I hate it. I'm aggrieved. <laughs> I got a problem with that. That's a pretty good one, mm -hmm. man. That, that is a good one. I've, I've I'm good at this. I've been very angry about that in the past, too. <laughs> all right. What, all, what else is on your list, Nancy? Me? Oh, me again? Well, you can go again. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I think you have a long list, so well, we can't just do one at a time with you. Well, number two is a little bit related to number one, which is that I think at this point we can all conclude the internet was a mistake. Oh, yeah, the internet—it really? was a mistake. Yeah, because yeah. it's because behavior so just bad. The internet? Have you been there? Yes, yeah. of course. I spent yeah. a lot of time on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I, that's actually a really interesting point, and it's a little more serious than yeah. some of the festivist grievances. But you know, I have this whole take on what's going on on the internet that I maybe I think it's interesting, but I don't know if anyone else does. <laughs> I'll let you know. But, <laughs> So it's it's a form of communication, right? It's to technology. It's an advance in communication. And if you put it in the category of other advances in communication, I think it's a little easier to understand why it's having such a difficult time, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go back to the birth of the telegraph, for mm -hmm. instance, which which of course changed communication and, and made all kinds of things possible that weren't before, the early years of the telegraph are a complete just disaster. I mean, there it, it is used for misinformation. It is used mm -hmm. specifically for misinformation, actually, in the lead up to the Civil War. Mm. Uh, it is used to to, to spread lies about uh, what black freedom would look like, whether there was a revolution coming from slaves all over 
the South that whips uh, populations of Southern states up into the fervor that results in in the war. But but if you fast forward from there to the First World War or the Second World War, for instance, the telegraph is an indispensable tool by then, right? Because it's had time to grow and mature. Radio, TV, you could tell those same stories. So why isn't the internet the same? So I think it went the other way, though. What do you Um, mean? Also, this isn't the airing of intellectual treatises, Steve. (laughs) Um, So I remember when the internet started, you know, I was... I have a grievance now, but I'll talk about it later. So I was in college... And I, you know, went to a computer lab at my college campus in like 1994, and I logged into Netscape, and I thought this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I, I, I can't believe I'm alive in Netscape, these times. Netscape, that's a throwback. This is yeah. this is so cool. As soon as it has more content, it's going to be it's amazing now, and it's going to be even better. And for the first like I don't know six or ten years, even it just felt like this amazing tool. We were gonna. I, I read the blog of some guy who lived in Taiwan, and it was just this guy grocery shopping in his life, and it was like this window into a world I, I can't access and couldn't imagine. <laughs> and I thought we could this could bring us together. You can learn about anything, you can see other people's lives, you can make friends. But instead, what we did, I think it goes the opposite direction from the telegraph. It started off more social pure, media made it much worse, and then now it's a place where we clump up into tribes and we spread insane lies about things that have happened and foreign governments been use it to manipulate public image. So I think it went the other way from the telegraph. Well, but, I'm going to disagree anyway. with you a little bit because I remember when the internet was brand spanking new. I think it was really just like we were in our we were in our 20s. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. brand new. And remember the comedian Phil Hartman mm-hmm. from um, Saturday sure. Night Live? Mm-hmm. Remember the circumstances of his death? He was murdered by his wife. Horrible thing, just horrible tragedy. They had young children. And I made the mistake of reading the comments, just thinking everyone was going to say, oh, what a loss. The first comment I read was, I'm glad this guy is dead. He wasn't funny at all. Yeah. And I was mm. like, oh, people are horrible. I that's didn't know terrible. Horrible. <laughs> that was the first thing. That was one of, that's my earliest that's memory of the memory internet, of to the be internet. honest with you. Oh, yeah. And so I think maybe horrible people have bigger platforms now, <laughs> but they just have is. always... That's From my true. experience, they've always it's been reflecting it's reflecting yeah. problems that we have as a culture and a society. It's not the internet right. that's the problem. We are the problem. I think. Okay, well, okay. Okay, so I revise my grievance. Everything was a mistake. Everything was a mistake. <laughs> I, think, right. I think I think Nancy's got that situation where people are like. Back in the day, it used to just be so simple, <laughs> and, and and I think that just doesn't really happen. Because I, I walked no. I walked uphill the internet to school every day. <laughs> I, I think it, maybe I was younger and more optimistic then too. Uh, it's kind of it's one of those things where you know I was thinking along with Kim where a lot of times like hate groups and right wing groups are usually the first to adopt new technology. That's mm-hmm. something that the FBI has talked about. Yeah. That they're like, oh, I can get away with things because people aren't paying attention to this new technology yet. And then more and more people get on it. And I think what happens, Nancy, is like you talked about a window being open. And yeah, one window of fresh breeze coming in, you get to see the world from it. 
But then imagine another window, and then thousands of windows, and then it becomes like a horror movie where it's like the birds and you are That'd running away, from just looking away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, this got really heavy. So I was gonna say we're gonna go to something a little lighter. Listen, but I think that's you got a book in you though about that telegraph thing. So ah. so, that's, you know, so if I had as much time as I had ideas for books, I would be an author. There's would you mind if I steal that one? All right, Kim, uh, before we get to a break, let's start with your list. Okay, so my first thing is that Nancy had a prepared list. I I agree about that because I had like a couple ideas rolling around in my head, but nothing like on paper. And um, yeah, I'm I'm not happy about that. But luckily, I'm filled with rage, so I can easily come up with a list on the spot. No problem. No problem. So my first thing. Have you ever been in the presence of a woman who has a stylish, beautiful dress on and then she discovers that it has pockets? And mm-hmm. the joy mm-hmm. that she feels <laughs> when she discovers that her dress mm-hmm. has pockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It is a real thing. There are now wedding dresses with pockets. Are there really? Mm-hmm. It And so my <laughs> grievance is the opposite of that mm-hmm. because now I am angry. When people make clothes for women, mm-hmm. that do not have pockets. Preach, sister. It is sexist. <sighs> and let me tell you why. First of all, we live in a world where if we want to go to a nice concert or a baseball mm-hmm. game, you cannot take a purse anymore, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you have to have a clear purse. I don't necessarily want everybody seeing the innards of my purse, okay? <laughs> I don't want that situation. Well, and if you're at a summer event, having a plastic purse like Not slapping fun. against your, your sweaty arm is Not fun. just a delight. So pockets should be mandatory. Mandatory. What? 100%. And I don't understand why these designers oh. don't understand what a great market there is for pocketed clothing for, for women. women. We know, need pockets. You know the governor. Could we pass a law? You know what? <laughs> there we go. Twenty twenty four dash one. I'm telling you, that is in pockets. your title. The that <laughs> sounds like a prosperity right. issue. I just have to fill those pockets once we create a free press. <laughs> issue. So, so that's. I mean, I, I guess this is going to sound horrible. I, I don't know that I've thought much about that because I'm not a woman, haven't. and of course, right. all of my clothes come with pockets and right. and you know there's this ritual that that uh, I think most parents or maybe just most dads have with their sons mm. which is called the the pot the pocket check, right? That mm. that the way you don't uh, lose all your stuff uh, throughout the day is that there's this kind of uh, quick pat front back make sure all of the things that are in there are supposed yeah. to be in there, and mm-hmm. and I've never thought uh, while I've been doing this, and and of course working with my son to make sure that uh, he knows that. I've never thought, how do women do that? I mean, well, what's the what's the same? What's the, the equivalent? The other we have purses, but we the other purses. thing is the other thing. So is you don't have to check all the time. We're sort of required to have more things with us Hello. to be acceptable. So you know, especially when, if you're a mom, you gotta. When, <laughs> right. But also, you know, you need a, like a lipstick, and mm-hmm. you know, things that in, if you're if you need to touch up your makeup, or if you you know have to have certain. I mean, female products that you might need. Uh, you know, if you if you have now, I feel like I'm I can't think of anything else. I feel like I just said something very awkward. But you know what? It's a fact of life, um, right. and Listen, we shouldn't be awkward. It's never too uh, early to talk about tampons. Yes, never. Yes, yes. <laughs> Women have periods. It's a thing. We have to carry stuff around. Um, you know, there's this, there's a, there's more stuff. And yes, and then when you're a mom, there's snacks and there's. Um, 
there's like toys and there's things to keep your kid busy in a restaurant so yeah. that people don't write articles saying right. that like kids shouldn't be allowed in restaurants and the cultural expectations <laughs> yeah. of you being a horrible mother. So, you know, we have these bags we have to carry around because we don't get to just yeah. kind of be in a public right. space. So but, maybe, yeah. maybe the solution is not pockets, but bags. Maybe they should make your clothes with built-in purses. Because we, we all want, we all want more. I'm going to save you here. We all want more volume at the hip too. That's all we're all. You're, you're, you're talking about male pocket privilege, Steven. Yeah, that's they right. Want, it, it they is. want pockets. Give them pockets. The pockets Just they currently the pockets. get are like non uh, non functional aesthetic true. pockets, mm-hmm. which are which are even more annoying. It's like. It's like teasing you with the idea of a pocket. Like, wouldn't this be nice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this one's two inches and then deep. It it's really false advertising. I hate when I buy a jacket or something and I realize it's one of those fake pockets. I mean, it makes me want to, um, like, you know, add it to a list of grievances. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Uh, Ryan, you're up next. We heard uh, really great grievances from Nancy and Kim. We'll go back to them with uh, more of their list, but uh, I want to get one of yours in here. What's what's at the top of your grievance list? Yes, thank you so much for reminding listeners how great they were and how we're about to go down a step or two. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I've brought up many different grievances on the show over the years. I, I was the one brave enough to take on Detroit's worship of the Coney dog and put that in check. See, you keep uh, bringing that up. That gets me in trouble every time you mention it. That's why I like to bring it up on your show and not mine. Wait, was your position um, that they're not that good? My We're position is that they're amazing. Oh. Uh, real quickly, well, I'll sum it up. Here we they go. are amazing. <laughs> they're amazing. I love them. But I think our worship at the altar of them is a little mm. embarrassing. I, I think we, we deserve better. I don't like them. Okay. okay. Well, uh, we're so, going to so put a pin in that You said that. Steven. You represent the free press. You take all the calls and the letters <laughs> that you're going to get about. I'm from Alabama. I think you have to be born here to really be into them. So uh, there you go. Oh. From here. What? Kim there. doesn't like him either. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Nancy, just, Nancy, you just, could call just it. Just for anyone who owns a Coney uh, <laughs> establishment, understand, I did not say that. I don't believe it. <laughs> I go Talk to, to those places. Folks. I just don't eat, you know, um, I take Coney Island. so good. I take, I take my child to Coney Island whenever he, he wants likes to go. It? He loves a chili dog because right. he was well, see, born he's here. He's being raised, right? I support yeah. the local Coney Island economy. Yeah. Also, most of them have, like, I don't know, chicken fingers and things, too. So right. They do. Nancy. Uh-huh. I, I've got a, I've got a great idea for you. You could uh-huh. call it a sad little food that Detroit uh, is known for. Okay, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not I'm not sure what you're talking about, Ryan, and I and I don't intend to. <laughs> Um, okay, for but, uh, our listeners, inside the joke. is to a <laughs> nope. column that Nancy recently wrote. Oh, here wrote. we go. No, oh, no, 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 Disparaged no. one city in our state and favored another. But you can go to the free press and, and find uh, that no, but Luckily, she favored the city we all love. She did. So, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. that's what matters. Uh, uh, 
I have no idea what any of yeah, you are talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you would like not to. I happened to be in that I sad couldn't. little town, by the way, the day that that story hit. So it was an interesting experience for me. I bet there were a lot of conversations. Just know you were well defended. Well, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Now, um, you know, they've got merchandise. They've got stickers. They have a movement. Like, I feel like I gave them a purpose and an identity. Ooh. And oh. here's what I said. Wow. Yeah, you said that, not me. Listen. All right. Before you dig yourself, you're welcome. The opinions of Nancy Camper are her own. <laughs> Dig yourself deeper into that hole. Let's get Ryan to go back okay. to his actual grievance. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm really trying to be a disruptor. You're, you're always yeah, cause, yeah. You it, cause it trouble um, every year. It, it you come wasn't on, on my show. list, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really, I have to call out this very specific world of public transit, which I call public transit nerds. Um, I'm all for public transit. I am very anti-car. Even in the Motor City, where I, I drive and I understand that we are reliant on it. I'm not against it, but I am pro um, pro public transit. I wish we had more reliable public transit. I think it was wish it was more robust in this city. When I when I say anything anti-car on Culture Shift, I always get a lot of texts and emails and I have to defend it. But there is a group of people on Twitter <laughs> that are so aggressively nerdy about public <laughs> transit that they are setting the movement back by decades because they're stripping it of all sex appeal and interest <laughs> by being some of the most insufferable by being such nerds ever come across uh, in your entire life. I know some and, of these people and, in real life. And you way. said <laughs> and you said I was rolling the dice. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, wow. Say. People like that would never listen to NPR. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't worry. Not, They're not, not listening. It's not like three quarters of the listener base <laughs> of this show or anything, right? <laughs> Brian, I really gotta think about whether you're coming back on festivals again. <laughs> I just wanna year. say for you, the record every year you come on and cause trouble for me. Which I don't quite yeah. understand. I want everyone to what? be clear that I love those people. I think they're awesome. Feel free oh, to send do. me your emails and tell me how, how how much we have in common and how how much you appreciate the free press's support of you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Their their obsessive and nerdy approach to public transit isn't moving the needle mm. whatsoever. So it's not even like their advocacy for it is doing anything. It reminds me a lot of the preservationists in this town who who talk a lot, but I haven't seen oh my them save a lot of buildings. <laughs> he is just running around goring every ox. How are you choosing? Are you coming back city, from a little bit? That's right? what I want to know. Maybe you just stay there. How, how can you be on a beach and also choosing violence? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think I'm feeling I'm feeling overly safe because I'm thousands of <laughs> So, no so, so here's here's your problem actually, Ryan. It's not the uh, public transit news. It's it's that you're on Twitter. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Which goes back to my second. You mean grievance. X, right? Yeah. No, I mean Twitter. <laughs> the internet was a mistake. There you go. Uh, I solved it for you. Well, just think about this. Think about this. We, you know, we saw Dan Gilbert who who basically mumbled the idea that public transit was a good idea, and the world and people shook. lost their minds. Yeah. 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 And and then you have thousands of, well, I'll say maybe like dozens of people on Twitter that are constantly <laughs> going on about public transit in Detroit. And they ain't moving anything with their <laughs> their their video cams of their See, bike I guess ride I, home. Yeah, I guess I disagree Jeez. that they're not having any effect. I, I I think I mean for for stars, of course, this is you know our Achilles heel here in Metro Detroit. For I mean, sure, it, it is absolutely the thing that confounds us more than anything else, and has for longer, at least in my lifetime, than anything else I can can think of. And 
I, I do think that that has given rise to a lot of what you're seeing is that people are just undone by uh, the, the, the situation and the fact that it almost never changes or at least never progresses. I think it would be different if we actually had our public transit act together a little better. I mean, if people weren't as as angry about how much they have to drive or uh, frustrated by uh, the, the biking they do and the you know the dodging they have to do of, of cars mm-hmm. who aren't aware of mm-hmm. of bikes or and waiting I, I don't know for if buses. It was, I don't know if it's transit nerds that have moved the needle, but if you look at any poll of young people, they want transit. They want it. They, that's why they moved to Chicago. Here, let, let me let me pull the thing that maybe won't get Ryan. You know blockaded at the airport when he tries to come back. <laughs> I, I think there is a I think there is a messaging issue sometimes mm-hmm. in certain I see this sometimes in the transit space and in like in the climate change space and I am one hundred thousand percent for mitigating climate change for uh, advancing public transit. But sometimes the messaging is like your life is going to have to be less convenient and more uncomfortable, and you need to do that now. Yeah. Yes, and that's yes. a bad message well, because it's a bad like, message. Every my, movement needs marketing i don't care if it's civil rights or public transit you need to have a little bit of marketing behind it to get the people that are not on your side to agree with you and it's not about convincing the people that are already on your side and and make your life make your life suck more is not a good message like (laughs) i had i was on a a a facebook conversation with a a woman I, i know and a friend of hers was explaining that she was really committed to public transit she would walk her child to school get on a bus ride it to her job come back and there was like three or four interchanges where she was going to have to like spend two hours, like not even literally on the things, but like, you know, you could, well, if you have to drive your car here, then you could drive it there and then drive it back to your house and then get on the bus and then da da da. And it's like, well, why would she do? I mean, it wasn't a tenable thing, but this person right. was very committed to the idea that this woman's life had to just suck for yeah. her to be a good well, person. Well, I mean, you do have yeah. people who think that yeah. the thing that they're into yeah. should be prime in everybody's life mm-hmm. and decision making. And that's, that's but, a little yeah, yeah, well, when we, we, we talk about transit. be able to live on Earth. In <laughs> years, I mean, <laughs> other than that. If you care about clean air details, and things like right, that. You know. <laughs> when we talk about transit or climate change, the people who already agree are doing the things, but the people who don't agree, yeah, Ryan, we need to get, we need to get them – uh, explain a way that this is like a thing they can do that will be like okay and not totally screw their lives up. Yeah. And, and to and to you know the other thing that happens we're talking about the brain drain of Michigan people moving to other cities for for public transit or a million different reasons. I mean people move to other places because sometimes you don't want to have to fight for every little inch of ground to make your life better. Like some people mm-hmm. don't want to be involved in the process hmm. of fighting over a bike lane or trying to improve their neighborhood. They want to move to a place where it's like turnkey. And mm-hmm. I wish sometimes Detroit would embrace that idea of like, <laughs> can things just be kind of easy and like fine and you can just live here and not have to have an opinion yeah. and not have to like argue over bike lanes. And here's the thing, Stephen, get ready for this. That road diet that's taking place on Woodward yeah. up in Ferndale where yeah. they're adding bike lanes. Get ready for that show because that's going to be a long <laughs> day of radio for you. You have your, your theme for next year. Yeah, I, um, I, do. I do. All Ferndale mm. all the time. Reminder, Ryan, we don't do nothing around here nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Let's start today with Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette, what's on your mind? I've been waiting all year for this day. My very favorite. Well, I have two. One, your show should be two hours. You say that every year, Brenda. You're just trying to make me work more. 
No, I want more information for the community. Yes, That's I know. Why. It's very okay. sweet. And, and two is these orange construction barrels. When there are no construction workers working. <laughs> That's a great grievance. It's yes. a great Michigan grievance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Kim, your boss, said fix the damn roads. That's why we see all the delivered. orange barrels. She deliver people. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it was a... It was a it was a, you know, it was a good line, but I don't know that she thought that, like, the only thing people hate more than terrible roads is road work, so <laughs> it's a little bit of a, of a, uh, I mean, part of it know, is. life has to suck for life to get better. That's <laughs> <part of> message. <laughs> so my, my grievance there is actually not the orange barrels. My grievance is that there, there used to be when there was construction or a detour, you got plenty of notice mm-hmm. about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't right where you're going to exit that it says, oh, this is closed, and you're mm-hmm. going to go somewhere else, and then you're kind of scrambling. I feel like oh MDOT has pulled back. The, the, the 75 on-ramp by my house, like, you know, we've lived there for three years. When we moved in, it was closed, and it opened. Great, it's open. That's awesome. Then it was closed again, okay? And then it's open again, and then it's closed again. I have no idea. This, now we It's closed right now. I don't know what, I don't know anything about it. So, <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. The, the signage, just yeah. signage that says, hey, this freeway that's coming up in, I don't know, four or five miles, it's actually not so, open right so now. So we, we all have like, you know, we have a neighborhood listserv. There's, there's next door groups all over town. I mean, you know, put that out that way. Put it out through block clubs. Like, just tell people what's going on. Let us know yeah. before we get right up on the exit. Yeah. I also think that helps cause accidents, but I cannot mm-hmm. prove that. Mm-hmm. So I, shouldn't I believe say you. It. Oh, yeah, I no, right. I, I am living proof because I definitely <laughs> yeah. was rear ended last year for this. Beer. Well, you find yeah, out your own ramp not trying is to closed scramble. and you got to swerve. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a mess. It's dangerous. Not great. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. Take that to the governor, please. We have a whole list, by the way, <laughs> yeah. of post festivist <laughs> grievances that go to the governor that yeah, are going right. to be on your I ain't the phone. one to give them to. Too low on the food chain. All right, uh, Bernadette, I always love uh, your festivist grievances. Let's go next to Elizabeth in Rochester Hills. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Hey, here's my grievance. I come home from a hard day's work. I turn on the TV when I'm making dinner, and I suddenly got to drop everything and dive for the remote, the the mute button on the remote, because this advertiser's (laughs) on there. Is screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Yes. decibel ad. Lone Cannon and all the others. Mm-hmm. Drives me nuts. That's my greeting. That's an excellent one. So I have a very close friend who makes a lot of the local commercials uh, in town, and I wonder. If uh, I wonder what she would say about that, are they turning up the volume too much? Are they getting people too excited? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> the FCC, the FCC passed regulation where they actually couldn't have advertisements be louder than the program than you were watching because they were doing that for a long really? time. But it seems like that has gone away, or at least maybe in our heads, it's still oh, the same. Or maybe, no. or maybe the like programs are loud. Maybe the programs. No, are I, I, I don't have the type of TV with commercials. But I was visiting my mom recently. I haven't watched uh, that type of TV in a while. My mom watches has the regular TV, and it was astounding how loud and how terrible the commercials were, and also how predatory a lot of them are. Oh, sure. They're really designed to. Um, 
I think prey on you know older people and and maybe lower information people about about really like things that are obviously scams. Um, mm. Yeah, it was shocking because I haven't had that type of TV in like I, I love that you years. that you actually just said that I don't have the type of TV with commercials. I mean, imagine <laughs> seriously, like yeah. imagine like the possibility of that was not even there. Yeah, five you, years you, ago you're, you're, this is the wrong show like that's not a grievance that's an <laughs> i'm not saying thing. that's a grievance yeah. i'm saying that's actually right. a really interesting save it for your next show development, right? <laughs> i got a lot TV of grievances to get through here, right. <laughs> so i stream but i also have uh, uh, a service right and that service is like cable so i i, I feel like i'm kind of caught between mm. the the terrestrial television and the streaming world. I haven't figured it all out yet. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. We were talking earlier about Ryan Patrick Hooper's issue with people who are, as he calls it, transit nerds. Again, his language, not mine. Send complaints to Culture Shift, not Detroit Today about that. Uh, and I, I think uh, that's really, it's a real sign of the way that we deal with that issue here. Uh, the, uh, first of all, the people who are, of course, talking about it 24 hours a day. But most of the calls that we have here uh, on the show about Festivus are in fact transit calls. <laughs> and I think that speaks to why there are so many quote transit nerds is because we have a lot of problems. We have a ton of, uh, of transit issues. So let's go to some of them here. Peter in Detroit, Peter, what's on your mind? Hey there, Steven. Hey. Uh, someone has already called in with one of my grievances about your having only a one hour show. So I'll leave that because that ship is sailed. <laughs> you want me just to work endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> but another ship that I have is WDET does a very good job of calling when two cars run into one another a crash rather than an accident because accidents are unforeseeable and unavoidable and traffic crashes are not. But <laughs> when the traffic light is out, we need to stop telling people, treat it like a four-way stop because almost no one knows what to do at a four-way stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Well, so what would, you, us, what would you propose, well, Peter, uh, instead? There's, there's one of two things. One, we need to go back to having driver's training for free in the public schools so everyone knows how to do it. Amen I to went that. to driver's training at Mumford High School with Mr. Page back in the 70s. Oh, my he goodness. He taught there forever. You remember him, don't you? I, I remember that course that you guys had at Mumford, that uh, driver's training course. that, uh, that It yes. looked like a street, right? It was like a neighborhood. Exactly. And the same guy taught there forever, and everyone knew how to drive and knew how to negotiate a four-way stop because of it. The other thing that you could do is stop making four-way stops. Mm. One street has the right of way at all times. The other street either stops or yields. Uh, Real simple to figure out who's going at that point. I think that might be more dangerous, so Peter. As, as a person who, whose job is to have strong opinions, I don't know that I completely <laughs> agree with your opinion, though I do agree with Parsons, but that is a very fine opinion. Like That is strong. It is detailed. It's got supporting evidence. Uh, I say five out of five on that one. So, <laughs> Look job, at that, Peter. Peter. <laughs> yeah. uh, high scoring from the opinion boss here yeah. in yeah. town. Well done. <laughs> very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, up next is Jack in Boston Edison my neighborhood here in the city. Jack, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, the M1 line was put in, and it goes from downtown to midtown. They talked about going to 8 Mile, but that didn't happen. Now, here's the problem. It now serves downtown to midtown. Uh, that is the problem in Detroit. We have midtown, we have downtown, and the neighborhoods get left out. So, if it had gone to 8 Mile, a lot more neighborhood people could have gotten to downtown. Jack, you win You win the uh, best Best critique, best observation about Metro Detroit for the entire year. Uh, you're not wrong in any way. There are lots of reasons, of course, that that the Q line does what it does. And we, you know, as as someone who was a journalist, of course, while we were trying to figure all of this out, I mean, we'd had all of these arguments, and and those of us who agree with you, Jack, we, you know, we lost parts partially because. Of money, I mean, it's it's expensive mm-hmm. to build. I just want to point out that this is a transit-related. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just and, thought it was important. And, and just <laughs> to be clear, it, it does go to New Center. It doesn't stop at Midtown. Right, but, it goes to New Center. Hold, but hold I, on, I also hold want on, to apply. But I want to applaud Jack for holding the line and calling it the M1. Like yeah. that is some yeah, that, that speaks is, to some real deep seated grievance. Like that, <laughs> I think that's really in keeping with that instead of instead of the sure. line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was really I was really triggered uh, to hear it described as like a, a piece of transit because it is not <laughs> it is not public transit. okay you're right you're right it is, yeah. it is it's a, a trolley at move, best yes <laughs> i wouldn't even call it that it's a way to move dollars from one place to another it is so poorly designed that if one person decides to get carry out at detroit one coney island it will block the It'll tracks block for it. an hour yeah. i will say you're kind of sounding a little transit nerdy i just want to uh-huh. point that out i will say actually and this is, here's a tra- it, it has more ridership than you think if you look at the numbers it's actually I can't remember it, so I'm not going to. It's more than you think. So people do use it more often than we might say. So again, uh, Nancy admonished me earlier that this is not the airing of intellectual treatises. It is the airing of grievances, but I've got another one about this. Oh, boy. (laughs) Q-Line. These are people who've known me a long time, you can tell. My grievance is I have 17 more grievances to get. You do? No, not really. Okay. Well, I have one good one. Okay. Do you think? Let's go back. Give us a two seconds. You can can hear my treatise later. Everyone knows how I feel about transit. Right. I mean, transit is not a... Kevin and I are going to read our lists. So okay. If you want to hear okay. more, we can. We can I just okay. have one more because okay. I'm, I'm combining them at this point because right. we've got eight minutes left. Here, here's, my, here's the rest of my list. And if you want to hear more about one of them, just sing out. <laughs> Fortnite. People acting like AI is a good idea. Neck Ooh. lifts are too expensive. YouTube. What are too expensive? Neck lifts. Oh. Neck yeah. Lifts. Neck lifts What's are What's a neck lift? You know, when you get your... When you're a lady of a certain age, and oh, you like your neck, neck fits. <laughs> I thought she said neck lift. Yeah, if, okay, they could, if they could bring the cost down on those, it would be like the I've biggest economic boom ever. Really? Like, you know, okay. it's, uh, yeah, they're Ooh. way too expensive. Um, <laughs> YouTube, I can't read that because it's behind the paywall. You can, you won't. Um, Marvel movies, prior authorizations, The Sun, Colored Towels, Chipotle, <laughs> Instant Pudding. The Sun. Done. When people make, I like Detroit for the weather. Um, <laughs> when people make things like chili or scrambled eggs into a cheese board. Wow. Mm, what? Have you seen this? That's trend? No, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I brought some pictures, which is helpful. I, don't know. I, I kind of think yeah, that's pictures cool. on the radio. Are no, the problem, <laughs> the problem is that a cheese board works or a charcuterie board works because cheese, charcuterie, crackers, olives, all the things that go on, they're meant to be served at room temperature, right? 
And when you have a chili, like this chili board, ch- yeah, okay, I don't know what you've got a hot bowl of chili, you got a bowl of sour cream, you got a thing of grated cheese. Look at this, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's like, how do you put okay, this? Like, a, a, a breakfast no, board. That's wrong. Here's a pile I would eat, of I would just cold gorge fried on that. eggs. Oh, that's great. Cold fried eggs? Yeah. Where am I going? I would eat, I would eat, I, I, all of those look absolutely delicious. No, this is, a, this is insane. <laughs> this is insanity. Someone, he's not okay. okay Someone check quite, on him. That's quite oh. a list. There, yeah. there are lots yeah. of things on there we could have spent hours talking yeah. about, but we okay, don't well, have time. Kim, you have, can, you have, have another. Because that's important, Stephen, because this has been a long time coming. I have a problem with people who attack. People who like candy corn. Yes. Oh, and no. People you did not come in here. Like Beyonce. <laughs> and I combined those two because they were two separate ones. But this is the problem. I have no problem with people not liking candy corn. I have no problem with people not liking Beyonce. But you people are not happy uh-huh. unless everyone hates candy corn and everyone hates Beyonce. I love candy what corn. What is that? This is, yeah. I know. That it's is why so, we are, you know, so for our listeners, Kim Trent is the world's. <laughs> Greatest advocate of the nastiest uh-huh. candy I that has ever Brock's. been made. I need that contract. It's Brock's. so good. It's delicious. It's, delicious. it's a little piece of caramelly, sugary magic. Thank so, you. Uh-huh. So Thank actually, you. Kim, I, I was hoping you didn't bring that up today because <laughs> this is a long-standing issue between well, the years, two of us. You have threatened oh. to have me on I'm to, defend to defend candy corn, candy corn in candy so, corn But season. I will tell you, but that, you won't do it because you're afraid. So you're afraid, Stephen. <laughs> so this year, some candy corn actually showed up. In my house and uh, for Halloween, mm-hmm. and I almost posted on Facebook a picture of it uh, and tagged you and said that I was notifying you that I had told the police <laughs> of your breaking and entering into my home and fouling the the, again, the, the premises. The problem is not that you don't like candy corn. <laughs> it's that do you know I started getting candy corn hate messages in like July. <laughs> <laughs> People feel very. Where do you even find candy corn now for you to hate it? Okay, so this is untried ground, Kim. So I don't know if you're going to come with me on this, but I also love fruitcake, and people have a very similar reaction to fruitcake, where they can't, like, they can't tolerate its existence. See, I feel like Kim doesn't like fruitcake. Fruitcake looks gross, but it tastes better. But but by the way, but I defend your right to love. Thank you. Thank. This is America. This is America. Exactly, America. I guess whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Next Halloween. We're going to have our candy yeah, corn yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute debate standoff. <laughs> I promise you, Kim. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm, I'm here. I have my talking points ready to go. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. I can't believe you did, you did that. Okay. <laughs> I got a sawbuck on Kim. <laughs> but you forgot. You skipped over the Beyonce part, too, because that's also a thing. If you don't People like Beyonce, hate or love that's, okay, a lot of but things. I don't, I don't even have a problem with them hating Beyonce. But they feel but so they, strong that they want like, to be why right. Why do you not see that she's the worst thing that's ever happened? It's like. Okay, but I I like her. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to like her. I don't know why my liking her triggers you. What like, is it about fine. that? that yeah, makes no, you I crazy? don't. I don't yeah. like a lot of stuff, but I don't care if other people do. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's not true. And you're I, you're an opinion yeah. columnist. Okay. That's absolutely what about, a lie. Um, like little small I meant like some sort of my personal that, right. tastes. <laughs> where, where I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, like you know, I I don't know. I don't also don't care if people like the things I like because it doesn't. 
Yeah. I like when people it's don't about, like the things that it's I like. It's about validation. Part of the reason I love being a Prince fan early on, of course, later everybody it's loved It's a little him. known but musical I, artist. When, but oh. when that I became so a fan, he was still kind of a, yeah. sure, okay. not a great, not yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I actually kind of hated it when everybody started loving right. him. I don't know. Like, my, my guy. I only, that's like, my I only guy. like weird goth music from the 80s and 90s. So people have never liked what I like. And I guess maybe it's always been an outsider. And I just don't care if anyone does It doesn't destroy pamper my enjoyment of Bauhaus one tiny bit if you like them or don't. Okay, that is a great ending for <laughs> the airing of grievances in 2023. No one's pinning each other, right? No, that's okay. right. right. Uh, Nancy Caver, Kim Trent, and Ryan Patrick Hooper. Always great to have you here. Thank you for airing your grievances with me here on Festivus. Today's episode of Detroit Today was produced by Sam Corey and Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Nate Bender. Our assistant producer is Maddie Boyer. Editing and mixing is by Connor Anderson. Our music is by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. Our podcast manager is David Lyons and our program director is Adam Fox. Detroit Today is a production of WDET Public Radio. If you love the conversations we have on Detroit Today, consider donating to WDET, the public radio station in Detroit that we call home. If you want to be a part of the conversation and call in, you can listen live every day on WDET.org or on the WDET mobile app. Or if you live in Southeast Michigan and still love listening to good old-fashioned radio like me, tune in to 1019 FM.